0: Hi all, today I'm joined by Miguel Chen, bass player of punk band, Teenage Bottle Rocket. He and his wife have created a great, great group, Yoga for Punks, which we're going to talk about all things meditation, spiritual practice, and of course, yoga. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's very early and I probably could do with some yoga. I'm quite stiff from waking up. So thanks for being (laughs) on here today.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: Let's start with how did the idea, Yoga for Punks, kind of come into inception?
1: Yeah, you, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned my wife or whatever. But we actually kind of met because of yoga for punk. Like, it was kind of a, you know, I don't know how much your listeners know about punk bands or Teenage Bottle Rocket or whatever, but, you know, I've, I'm in this punk band and, and I've been doing it for a long time and uh, kind of to try and keep my own sanity. I'd, I'd landed in meditation and, and yoga and I, I was doing my first... Uh, yoga teacher training program and for that particular training we had to do like a final project I was going to be gone because I'm always on tour right so I worked it out with the instructors to have my final project be like a video and so I took I took just like a GoPro on tour Mm -hmm. and was doing yoga this entire tour and, and kind of talking to people On that trip about yoga and meditation and some at some point along that process you know i filmed this i think over the course of like six months or something like a long lots of tours you know and at some point during that process i kind of had this idea of like okay when this is over i'm gonna do i'm gonna just try and offer like a free class at this festival yeah. The bottle rocket is playing. It's a Pooza Fest in, in Montreal. And so I hit up the promoters there. And they, you know, hey, I want to do this free yoga class at Pooza Fest. I'm there anyway. What do you guys think? And they were like, It's a really good idea. Here, why don't we put you in touch with a local yoga instructor and she's gonna help you put it together? And um, that ended up being Emily who who now I'm, I'm married to, and then we What's have that? two kids.
0: Synchronistic. It, Thanks, universe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely. And so, you know, I was still putting the video together at this point, and I'd never met her, but I, she sent me a video clip for my final project, and and then we were working together, and we were like, okay, what is this? What's this class at Pooza Fest? And, and we came up with the name Yoga for Punks, and yeah, and she helped she helped me put it together, and I actually – had never met her in person until uh, the day of our first event in in Montreal, and and I think like when when we met in real life because she's she's also a bass player mm. in in a punk rock band. She plays in a band called On My Snare, and I think that day when we kind of met in real life, we talked a bunch, but we met and they all just kind of hit us like whoa yeah it was real
0: like a we kind baton. of thought
1: we were the only ones yeah you know that's amazing we, we were there about to throw this event and we had no idea if anyone was going to show up but uh people did and, yeah, and here I, we are years later still doing it I,
0: I always wonder also about like the musicians like I always think yoga and meditation would be really helpful for like backstage antics instead of maybe getting wildly drunk and god knows what else I think it could be a practice that would be really useful because not only is there the physical component, right, like of a tour, but there's also a lot of mental aspects and, you know, wouldn't it be great if everyone was holding like pigeon pose, releasing all their emotions in their hips before they were like, you know, before and after stage. So am I right in saying, did I read somewhere that you were quite hesitant to start yoga? Like you'd been, people had referenced oh, absolutely, it for you? yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah, so yeah. what
0: kind of made you go, all right, I'll give it a go? Because I feel like a lot of men... I mean, I have a lot of male surfers and they're sort of more receptive to yoga, but then other people I've spoken to just, I don't know, there's still like quite a bit of resistance there. So what kind of made you break down that barrier?
1: Yeah. So by the time I came around to yoga, I, I had had a sitting meditation practice for, for some years and, um, you know, meditation for me was kind of, it was a way for me to like process the deaths of of my mom and my sister and, and also to kind of like keep my sanity on tour. And um, and so I was getting a lot of benefits from just this seated meditation practice. And for me, it was like this really punk rock, straightforward thing. Like you sit and you breathe, end of story. And so anytime someone mentioned yoga to me, like it just looked... Fitnessy or flowery or, or wishy-washy. Yeah, like I, I was like, that just looks like it's for hippies or for like bendy college girls, you know, <laughs> ex
0: gymnast uh, like myself. Like, <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, totally. And and so I, I really truly had no interest, and it was like, it was years of people being like, no, seriously, like if you like meditation, give yoga a shot, and. Um. yeah, finally, at, at some point, it was a girl who, who I was seeing briefly or whatever, but she kind of dragged me kicking and screaming. Shortly after that, you know, the relationship ended, we're still friends or whatever, but um, yoga just kind of stayed with me the rest of my life, and then, yeah, and then yoga led me to my wife, and to, it's, it really, yeah. It's it's, crazy. it's just
0: nice to hear someone talk about it too, because like you and I were just saying before, it doesn't have to be like when I first started yoga, I mean, I was a gymnast and a dancer so to me it's a natural progression of just another way to move my body. But for me, I like the emotional aspect and understanding where we store things in the fascia. So I do a lot of active things like I surf and I'm pretty active. So I need things to calm me down. So I found that when I was doing like power yoga or vinyasa yoga one I found that hard like just in general maybe too hard when I first started like in terms of strength like thinking oh yeah I've got upper body strength no not really no you don't have it and then <laughs> realizing I didn't know what yin yoga was and then I started to understand how that kind of works on the fascia and then I would have like I remember having like a bit of a meltdown in in a class because I didn't realize the alchemical kind of release it was having on my my body so I think it's important for people to realize there's like different there's I think there's a bit of a misconception that it's like you know the the sun salutations the chatter like it's intense it can be actually quite different you can slow it down and there's various different types of yoga so do you have a favorite type of yoga and what would you say your yoga for punks kind of is geared towards if there's a style particularly
1: yeah, absolutely and I, I do just to touch on that real quick I do think that there people hear yoga and and they, they think what they think of is vinyasa yoga. Yeah. Like immediately, what they think of is this movement, kind of flowy. I
0: hate vinyasa. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, it's not but, my favorite.
1: Yeah. yeah, but you know, I've I've studied vinyasa yoga. I've studied ashtanga. I've studied yin yoga. Restorative like yoga is cool too. That's uh, like
0: because as a gymnast, Ayanga,
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. like
0: there's so many different styles. I think it's finding what your body kind of needs and that changes right on a day-to-day basis as well but once you start tuning in you're able to go oh these exercises are kind of what I need and and so yeah so what do you guys do for yoga for punks do you kind of read the room or how do you structure
1: it you know my wife and I we both um, and we're the primary teachers for yoga for punks we we both do like really traditional I think hatha yoga because that's kind of you know, my wife studied in Nepal, I studied in India, and that was kind of the yoga that ended up making the biggest impact on us. And, and she really, Emily had a lot of influence on that and yoga for punks, because when I was doing that first training, it was a vinyasa training. And, you know, I didn't know that much, like we, I also studied yin around that same time. But she really was uh, instrumental in like leading me to like Iyengar and, and alignment based yoga a lot more than movement based yoga, and for a person like like me, um, moving a lot, lots of like mind activity, lots of you know, ah, <laughs> uh, a slower, more focused practice actually is a lot more beneficial for me than sort of adding to the fire with hoo-ha, hoo-ha you know. Yeah, like let's so, calm that
0: system right down. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So when we 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 kind of take the less is more approach, I think, with our classes. And it is really alignment, kind of precise. Let's break down a posture and and let's sort of we're really influenced by Angar yoga in, in the usage of props. And like I'm more concerned about if you're feeling benefits of the pose then you know whether or not you can touch your toes or that kind of thing like I, we we don't care about that so much we care about uh is is this particular student getting the the benefits that they need so for us you know we still obviously we still do some sun salutations and stuff but for us it's a little more of a warm-up than it is the practice itself you know we we so like this last Yoga for Punk's course we did, it's all 15-minute classes. And sometimes we do like two postures. Yeah. And that's and that's it because I'm, I'm like,
0: Well, and sometimes the thought of like an hour class is a bit daunting too. Like you think I don't have, some people don't have that time. They've got kids, they've got other things going on. And that's why I, I kind of think, you know, the short sharp ones are, are, are quite impactful as well. But because this podcast kind of focuses on mental health a bit, are there any poses you think specifically that that help with anxiety or are there any poses that you'd like to share with people that maybe that are simple, that they can get into?
1: Yeah. I mean, for I always come back to, I think, two poses when I think about like, and, and it was actually one of my teachers in India that I think that instilled this in me a bit. Like if you could only do one posture a day, I think that an inversion is kind of a good well-rounded thing to do. And especially when it comes to kind of um, aligning and, and balancing and, and calming entirely. And so um, I happen to just have a, a very strong uh, headstand practice, but I know that that's not accessible for a lot of people, shirsasana So um, I guide a lot of students in uh, Sharvangasana just a shoulder stand and like supported variations, variations mm-hmm. that use a chair, variations that use a wall or a stack of blankets or or variations that use like kind of every prop that we have on hand. Because again, I'm not like, I'm not so concerned. Can you physically Go do a shoulder down. stand? Yeah. Yeah, I'm more concerned with, are, are you getting the benefits? And um, the way I learned it was that Sharvang or Sharvanga means everything or something. So Sharvangasana is is everything pose. And so it's really good for your circulation and your blood pressure. And uh, it's it's a good way to kind of turn upside down without like the intensity of of like a, a handstand or or that kind of thing. So I, I find that it's a, a rather calming posture and, and I practice it every day and if, if I could only do or teach one posture, I think it would be Shavasana, Shoulder Stand.
0: So I just bought myself. This is the the problem with Instagram ads. <laughs> um, it mm-hmm. kept popping up. It's like the inversion. It's called feed up. And the um,
1: oh yeah, we've got yeah we got one. Yeah, love I, it.
0: and because like I don't have any fear of going upside down because like I said, I was a gymnast and I love going upside down and actually started doing more inversions. I suffer from a lot of migraines and neurological like headaches and things. And I was like wow I really like you said with the circulation I noticed the difference going upside down but I love that feed up device and if anyone listening is like what is that it's kind of like this sort of padded little stool structure that you it just sort of takes the pressure off your sort of your shoulders and your neck a bit and sort of makes inversions a bit easier but I'm enjoying kind of playing around with that so there's there's definitely ways into it for people who are sort of new and and wondering but I also enjoy anything that's like a forward fold and then I really like just legs yeah. up the wall, like before I go to bed, if I can't sleep, um, which sounds exactly as it is, you just put your legs like straight up against the wall. That really helps me kind of focus and go to sleep. So yeah, it's good to have
1: Absolutely. It. And yeah, there's, that counts as an inversion first. I'm, real quick. We should get sponsored by Feed up because it is totally. like a great thing. But it's thing. So fun like, I, as well. I love that thing. Yeah. But you know i tag them we'll tag I, them, I we'll tag them. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> come on
1: <laughs> Feet up presents yoga we, the should put, we
0: should put we if only i was going to no, put God. video up we could do a, a, a <laughs> like synchronized of synchronized swimming we could do synchronized feet up movements It'd be an olympic sport i get too excited this is what happens when i'm fresh out of it- bed
1: <laughs> Morning. I'm like mid afternoon, been running around with the kids all day. I'm yeah, you're of, like, oh, uh, great.
0: Somebody needs to do some energizing yoga <laughs> exercises. <laughs> Get into wheel but, pose. Um, yeah.
1: Legs up the wall, like we teach that a lot as sort of the entryway into yeah. the shoulder stand. You know, we, Viparita Karani, um, it just kind of starts, you're on your back and your legs are up on the wall. And then we just start working on like, Let's lift the hips up a little higher. Let's put a bolster underneath the hips. Let's put two bolsters underneath the hips. And that kind of starts, you know, like physically lifting the heart up higher than the head, which is where I think most of the benefits come from, but also kind of starting to get people used to.
0: Going, yeah, the the, the, the gravity thing. I love that you're like pro prop. I'm going to call it pro prop. We were just laughing that we both have our blocks supporting our, uh laptops during this (laughs) chat but I also really like supported bridge pose which is like one of my favorites and I think this is the thing I love about yoga is that like for a female when you're going through your PMS cycle or your period cycle like good god that's probably one of the best things I'm pretty anti-chemical I try not to take like all that type of stuff so it to me I think there's like so many benefits to yoga I think you just need to to do it and I really do feel like there's a huge shift and it is nice to see. I I like it when I see a a male like in the class because I think, you know, there's a tendency there to store emotions maybe. There's a bit of a stereotype, but to bottle things up. So I really do think like a movement practice that's not so aggressive, that's not like running or like jumping or like moshing, whatever they're doing. I think that the the slowing it down, like you said, is really important. So I'm super glad that you're sharing all the things that you do. I've definitely had some fun, you know, and I think finding a good teacher and and, and people who are like with you guys quite empathetic and can sort of intuitively read the room is important too. So I would say like, if you do go to a yoga class and you hate it, just try a different one because it could be like the energy of the teacher or can be so many factors.
1: thousand percent. And a lot of stuff is kind of sold as yoga. Yeah. Like a lot, lot, lot. And I would argue that a lot of it isn't
0: it's not really hard
1: we're actually talking about yeah
0: I think you and I have a very heart mind sort of holistic approach whereas you know it's there are some places here especially in Sydney I'm sure it's all over it's a global thing where it's very we're wearing a certain brand leggings tops and I'm like I don't have that figure so I can be a bit intimidated by my body I just kind of want to go somewhere where no one's I can wear my daggy t-shirt and my leggings and no one's kind of like sometimes I look around and think oh my god everyone's got makeup and stuff on I'm like it just it's a little (laughs) bit of I'm like who wears makeup to the gym but everybody seems to I'm like and their lashes I'm like who I mean that's great that you know that's everyone is entitled to do what they want to do but for me I'm like I'd rather be a bit more for me yoga there's plenty of times for me to be wearing makeup at work and stuff I want to come back to my myself you know like my raw kind of self and and connect with that so yeah I guess it is important to find and so did you guys do so how do you do classes and things now like are you guys back up running doing like in person ones but did you also do you also have online classes
1: yeah so we we have uh we have like a brick and mortar studio still up in Wyoming um for for a brief brief second for a while we had two and then for like A few weeks we had three and that was immediately before the pandemic yeah but uh once the dust all has settled we have one studio left in in Wyoming and my wife primarily still runs a teacher training program up there with our business partner but there's like in-person classes happening things are starting to open back up there um I'm a little bit involved in teacher training but not much like for me primarily it's just uh, all online with with yoga for punks and um, lately especially because of the schedule with the kids and because I'm imagining other people's schedules with their kids it's primarily pre-recorded stuff yeah because and like I said like short things because I understand a lot of people who are used to kids go to daycare or whatever that's not happening anymore or yeah so um, I do that and then I also do like private one-on-one lessons but it's all it's all online for for the time being and and it's actually been like an okay transition in the sense that like it allows the flexibility or whatever for people to kind of fit it into their schedule one way or another and and for me one of the most important parts about a yoga or meditation practice is consistency and so with the 15-minute classes I tell my students like do 10 or 15 minutes but do it basically every day and you're going to get a lot more benefits than like once a week you do yoga for 12 hours or, or whatever yeah it might be so
0: and what about let's just change pace what about the music front like what's happening with you on that front are you guys starting to
1: emerge
0: and, and look at tours again because the world's sort I mean there are sort of tours and festivals kind of being you know i get excited but i think everyone's like excited but oh we don't know quite what's going to happen <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah you know we had a lot of tours booked last year like we had <laughs> to cancel so oh, much stuff we had to cancel an australian tour which i know was I a, know. a drag and, and um we are we're just now like we we the last tour we had to cancel was for this upcoming July in Europe. And, and I think we're finally just kind of at the point where it's like, the table's completely kind of clear. And um, our first step is like, we're gonna tour in the United States for a little while when we can do that. Because that's gonna kind of be, I think, step one. So we're like, even if things are kind of okay, like here and, and to move around within one country, I imagine it's going to take a bit longer before international tours can come back. So right now we're talking about some U.S. dates, possibly for November.
0: Okay. See, I'm I've got like so I had a ticket to like Parkway Drive, right? I've seen them a zillion times, but I was like, you know, I always enjoy seeing them. And then they like reannounced it, and then it's in July. But it's meant to be with hate breed and every time I die I'm thinking so are they like I'm sitting there thinking right so they're a poor Australian stranded that they can't get back home from overseas and I was like so are they are gonna have to quarantine and I kind of don't believe that they'll be the, that they'll be there supporting you know like I I, I really want to see it but I'm also like hesitant to see whether they actually can like come in and fly but I'm going to stay positive it's still a little way away yet so hopefully
1: Hopefully things can... Um... It's a way, way. And things are... I feel like things are kind of changing yeah, rapidly. Yeah, it does seem like you know, that. And, yeah, does I seem... mean, we we're talking to our Australian guy. I actually talked to him this morning, which would have been last night <laughs> mm-hmm. for you. But, you know, we're, we're talking about 2022. Yeah. And it starts to feel a little real because, you know, a year ago, we were canceling a tour down there and we were like, okay, when can we do it? We were like fall and no and then we we're like what about spring of 2021 and you know yeah i have to believe that by
0: oh, sure next way. year
1: like and australia is kind of a bit more under
0: control well i mean i'm not a epidemiol. what do you call it epi i can't even say that word i'm not a epi- yeah yeah of those epi der- blah, 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 things Epidemiol, whatever it is i but i was like i think australia is a little bit in a better shape probably just because of our population and you know it seems a little bit more manageable so there, there have been more concerts and things here and um so hopefully things do totally. shift a little bit but i also just wanted to talk about wyoming that's like one of my favorite so i've traveled a lot around the states i love it i went to jackson hole just before so yeah. the october before like the you know with february march mm. the, i just love it there like i absolutely love Wyoming. it's such a beautiful place and i there's a great yoga that I so why one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Wyoming was I watched this great like yoga ladies and they were doing it and then the Grand Teton like rangers were in the background and then um when I knew I was talking to you I was like oh yeah I'm gonna put my Tales of Wyoming like vinyl back on and it has a massive uh massive like scratch a massive groove and I was like how the fuck did that happen so that was a bit (laughs) devastating when I pulled that out the other day I was like oh maybe I'll listen to like you know, relive my surf punk. And I was like, Oh fuck, it's got this huge group <laughs> in it. So it took me back a little bit. It was a little bit nostalgic and I was listening to it. And then I was like, Oh, you know, and I think it would be, uh, it's a beautiful place to like practice meditation and yoga and like, not just Jackson hole. I know that's, you know, a very touristy part, but all over it's beautiful. And even Idaho, like, it's so nice up there because I have always done like the Pacific coast trail and like, I guess you know, as an Australian, it's like New York and and California. But I've really started to enjoy, and I'd like to go up to Montana and explore like a little bit more. Do you ever do yoga outside?
1: I I mean, so now I live in Texas. Yeah, yeah. It's much easier to do yoga outside in Texas. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, you know, here it's here it's basically spring for eight months out of the year, winter for one month, and then. Like summer hell for oh
0: God, like the a other out. three months
1: or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, but you know, back back when I was living in Wyoming and I lived there for a long time, yeah. I lived there for like thirty something years. So it was kind of hard to get outside much to do it's yoga cold, because honestly, yeah. Laramie, Wyoming, where I lived, was like seventy-two hundred feet.
0: You can't breathe. The when I went so there, I really struggled deep. with my breath the first time I was there, and I was like. I'm not unfit, and so it was cold as well. So you know when you're like, okay, it's cold. I'm not breathing very well, but I was quite shocked and not having a panic attack, but like a little bit like I, Just I not know and then they had like those oxygen tank things, and I was like in the shops going, do I need one of these? Do I? So and when I went hiking and then went up to Yellowstone, I was like, oh my God, I thought I was going to bloody. <laughs> pass out but that would take some getting used to i think i think tourists just go there and were like yeah and i was like oh it was a real shock to me that like th- you must feel fit though when you go to a different elevation you're like
1: absolutely i i would always notice like i would notice a lot with like beers or whatever i <laughs> i would if people came to wyoming to visit they kind of would get a little sideways a little quicker yeah because of altitude stuff or but meanwhile, us, if we were at sea level on a beach somewhere, we were just kind of like... Uh, like.
0: Yeah, you should do like all your band like mosh training there and then when you were like, come back to, you'd be like super energised <laughs> compared to everyone else. But yeah, that that really did. I've never been to Texas. I've been to nearly every state in the US. I haven't been to a couple kind of like in the in the middle. So I would like to go there. Everyone says it's that I would like it. I think I just have to, I probably end up eating an awful lot. Good God. So... I
1: love Texas and and food's real good. It's, you know, I mean, obviously it's, and, and around this whole pandemic and how like Australia kind of had it a little better under control to put it lightly, you know, places like Texas I think are kind of the, like the center ground for, here's a bunch of people who see things one way and here's a bunch of people that see things a totally different way. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it, it can be kind of challenging in, in that aspect, but you know, at the same time, like, yeah, a lot of people here were kind of stupid about the pandemic and, and kind of denying it or whatever, but like, I, uh, I already got my first dose of the vaccine and yeah. uh, I can see life kind of coming back to normal yeah. here kind of quickly. So like that chaos has its pluses and minuses.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I, I I wonder whether, I mean, maybe that's a good thing to talk about. So like yoga for stress and like going through instability and things, do you, cause it could be hard sometimes I notice. So I'm really good with my practice. Then I'll have like an emotional wobble and then I just kind of don't do it for a while. Like I, it's just like this weird cycle that I go through um, and I'd probably be, be in the cycle where I haven't been doing it as much. I still manage to do like 10, 15 minutes, but it's, I still pref- like to do like a longer um, one to counterbalance like the walking and the other things that I do so were you doing like a lot of practices and like meditation during the pandemic to kind of deal with the external
1: to. noise yeah yeah, yeah absolutely I, 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 I just had to like it it kind of it, at some point isn't even really about me but it's kind of about like you know, my daughter's two and a half years old, and my son's seven months old. And you know, being at home with them twenty four hours a day, and also, you know, with without the band, that's the majority of my family's income is kind of just gone for a year. And unlike a lot of other countries, our government like barely seems to give a shit to like support people and help people, right? So, yeah, lots and lots of stress surrounding that. And I think I just kind of you know my wife and I talk obviously all the time but kind of have this like more than anything our kids need us to be happy and healthy because they're they're learning what it means to be a human being right now and if they just see us like exhausted stressed on the verge of a mental breakdown like that's that's what they're going to learn and these are really formative years and so we made a really conscious decision to no matter what, every day this is our our yoga time and this is our meditation time and um and and I think that's really been kind of the glue that's kept things together because it's you know it's Whoa. it's been stressful.
0: Yeah, I all love around. Seeing, you know, more and more like schools here are sort of doing like meditation and yoga for kids, which I think is super cool. Like I wish that was like a practice when I was at school. It would have definitely helped, I can imagine that. Um, instead of throwing us out in the blazing heat here, where it was like no hat, no play. I'd much rather be indoors, like doing some calming. It probably would have helped my <laughs> my constitution rather than hey skin cancer risk. So I do like seeing that. Yeah, happen. and here's
1: like a pocket knife and a bunch of animals that want to kill you.
0: Yeah, go wild. <laughs> like come back from lunch and be itchy and full of bites and you know just no no idea what's eating you alive and and yeah welcome to life in Australia. But um, I really, hopefully you can do kid stuff too, like as they sort of grow and develop a bit more, that would be something cool to integrate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Olivia's kind of into it, you know, she's got this little book, Good Night Yoga, and Cute. and she grabs it a couple times a day and we just kind of go through the poses together. So well,
0: I think it know, really helps them sleep and kind of calm down because their energies are more sporadic than ours, you know, so that's, that's a good practice to... To help people with. Totally. Yeah. So what message would you like to leave people with about, like if they're thinking about yoga or, I mean, they want to suss out yoga for punks or they're not sure, like what would your reason for doing yoga if you could surmise it be?
1: I think that there is somewhere like in our body or our mind or our spirit or whatever, or maybe on all three levels, there's kind of an equilibrium or like a a balance point. And that part of us kind of knows what we need. So I think that a well-rounded yoga practice just allows you to like access that. So kind of whatever sort of problems you're, you're having, there's like this body wisdom that knows how to heal you or, or fix you and where you don't have to think about it. You don't have to like actively try and solve your problems it just kind of comes back into balance if you create the right circumstances for it. Mm. And I think that yoga is a really good way of, of making creating those circumstances.
0: Yeah. I think there's something um, too about the practice of just sort of like unrolling the mat. And I had some great teachers that would just be like, you know, like it kind of became like this ritual where I become like my emotional dumping ground, you know, like where they like drop it, like all the thoughts that you've had for the day, like, you kind of let it go. And I'd imagine it like sinking into the, the mat as weird as that sounds, but I'd be like, just, you know, cause we would have it at um, work, which was awesome. So it would break up the, the lunch day, you know, and I would be like a bit skitsy if I didn't go, but it, it would definitely shift my mood. And I found that I was just much nicer in the afternoon. There's no sugar crashing. <laughs> my boss thought I was much more pleasant. I was like, if you don't let me go to yoga, I'm going to be cranky pants for the rest of the afternoon,
1: <laughs>
0: but we'll put all the links below. To both your band and to yoga for punks and if people are curious have a look and yeah there's so many free resources out there like it doesn't have to be this big expensive designer brand like props so rr Like you can use a towel for stretching like you can just there are some pillows books you can use plenty of things so thank you so much for sharing some of your insights and hopefully this is you know a few people might you know get into it a bit more and have a bit of a play around with it
1: I hope so too. Thanks for having me, Jen.
0: Yeah, no, you're welcome.
1: Thanks hopefully... for getting up early. too. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> only for you. No, only... <laughs> um yeah. and yeah, and hopefully we get to see you guys out here soon. I think a lot of people are kind of hanging for some I think we're all a bit uh, ants in our pants as we would say here, so
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah.